Welcome back, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I am truly, deeply so honored to have you here. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a simple yet transformative concept that honestly has completely changed my life and the way that I approach nearly everything. I'm going to teach you the think, feel, do cycle which really is the foundation of mindset work and a lot of what we'll be talking about throughout this podcast. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. Mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. Okay, so what is the think, feel, do cycle. The think, feel, do cycle is really this way of understanding how our thoughts shape our lives. Now, y'all know this. Maybe you don't know this, so I'm just going to tell you, but I am not a therapist, okay? This is not therapy. I am not a licensed therapist, but this concept, the think, feel, do cycle concept is rooted in cognitive behavioral therapy. And really what it is, is it's this tool that we can use to understand our thoughts, our thought patterns, how they impact our feelings, our mood, our behaviors, and ultimately impact the results that we have in our lives. This is important stuff, y'all. And why is it so important? Why is this think, feel, do cycle so impactful? Well, really what it does is it gives us this understanding of the patterns and this awareness around our own thinking. And from that place of awareness, we can then in turn be more intentional with our thinking moving forward to ultimately enhance our overall well-being. You know, I think that if you can name it, you can claim it. And I think that that is so true too when it comes down to really understanding your thoughts and how you're thinking noticing the patterns in your thinking and really seeing the way that that trickles down to absolutely everything in your life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain to you how this think, feel, do cycle works. And then I'm going to give you some real life examples from my own life to show you how it's really made an impact for me and how I've used understanding this cycle to really enhance my well-being and the results that I get in my life. So let's break it down. The way that the think, feel, do cycle works is first in our life, there are circumstances. Okay. I want you to think about circumstances as neutral facts of the world, right? They aren't our thoughts or our opinions about things. They just are what is. They're completely neutral. Circumstances cannot affect us good, bad, or otherwise until we have a thought about them. Okay. This is the think part of the cycle. So our thoughts are obviously, you know, just the sentences that run through our heads and it's the thoughts that we're thinking. And I guess more importantly, believing that what create our feelings and our emotions in our body. So this comes to the feel part of the think, feel, do cycle. So these emotions and feelings in our body are just these vibrations throughout our body. 
And from those feelings and those emotions and those vibrations, that's what inspires what we do, the do part of the think, feel, do cycle. So the doing are the actions, the actions that we do take, the actions that we maybe don't take, and really are behaviors that arise as a result of those emotions and that feeling. And those actions, the doing aspect, what we do or don't do, are what then in turn creates our results in our life, the results that come from our behavior choices. So to go through this one more time, in our life, there are circumstances, just the neutral facts of the world. The circumstances in our life can affect us until we have a thought about it, until we think about those circumstances. Our thoughts are what create our feelings in our body. Our feelings are what inspire our actions, what we do or don't do, and those actions are what create our results. So circumstance, think, feel, do, results. Got it? Does that make sense? So now let's give this think, feel, do cycle some context and show us how it kind of shows up in our own lives. I think one of the best examples that I have for the think, feel, do cycle, and honestly, where I first learned to apply it and really transform my life in a big way came down to really my weight loss journey, or I guess I should say more importantly, my body image, which I think was the underlying root of my struggle my entire life with my weight. So how can I use this example to really show you the think, feel, do cycle? This is how it works, right? Before I started every diet in the past, before I pursued trying to lose weight, every time in the past, the circumstance was always the same. The circumstance was that I had a body that weighed X amount of pounds, okay? And I'm just going to give you the, the last time right before I started this health journey. My circumstance was when I got on the scale that I weighed 285 pounds. Now, I mentioned earlier that our circumstances are neutral facts of the world. And maybe you're hearing this thinking, well, that's not neutral at all. Like your weight weighing 285 pounds isn't neutral. Of course, it's a bad thing. And if you're thinking that, I want you to recognize that the reason you think that weighing 285 pounds is a bad thing is because that's how we've been conditioned to believe, right? But that thinking, that thought is an optional thought, right? If it can't be universally agreed on, then that's a thought and opinion, not a circumstance, right? So the circumstance, the fact of the world that everybody could agree on was that when I stepped on a scale, I weighed 285 pounds. It's neutral. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing until I have a thought about it. So if that was my circumstance in the past, I bet you can imagine what my thoughts were about that. My thoughts about that circumstance of weighing 285 pounds were not super great. Let's be honest. Okay. The thoughts that came up for me when I got on the scale were you're disgusting. You'll always be like this. No one could ever love you in a fat body like this. You're such a failure. I can't believe that you let yourself get this way. Thinking those thoughts, I want you to just imagine how those thoughts made me feel. And maybe, maybe these are thoughts that you've had about your own body about your own circumstance, regardless of what the scale has read to you. Maybe these are some thoughts that have come up for you about yourself. Now, when I thought those thoughts, the way that it made me feel was hopeless, defeated, depressed. I wanted to give up before I even began. I felt like crap, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. 
And those feelings really came from the way that I was thinking about myself and thinking about my body and thinking about that circumstance, the number on the scale. And when I felt that way, when I felt hopeless, defeated, and depressed, you know what my actions were? You know what I did? I would console myself in a tub of ice cream or a bag of chips. I would emotionally eat my feelings. To try to escape the feelings of shame and depression, I would turn to food for this instant relief, this instant gratification, a way to numb away from the emotional discomfort that I felt because of the way that I was thinking. And if those were the actions that I kept taking, you can imagine what my results were. The results in my life remained pretty much the same. I remained unhealthy, having an unhealthy relationship with my myself, my body, with food. And it became this never-ending yo-yo dieting shame cycle. And I think that this example of the think, feel, do cycle, I think is representative of so many other people that struggle with yo-yo dieting. And it's because when it comes to the diet industry, one of the reasons that the diet industry doesn't work, why traditional diets don't work is because they're saying, oh, here's your circumstance. You're overweight. All you have to do is this, eat these things, do these things, and you'll get the result of weight loss, right? Circumstance do result. It is missing the biggest, most important piece of this cycle, which is the thinking and the feeling. And the traditional diet industry is not teaching you how to think and how to feel. And in my opinion and my experience, it's the thinking and feeling part that is the most important and the hardest work on this entire journey. It's not as simple as you weigh this much, you do these things, you get this result. Because the truth is, I think most of us know what to do. I think most of us know the actions that we need to take to live a healthier life, right? It's not the doing that we're missing. The problem is that we have terrible thoughts about ourselves. No one has taught us how to reshift our mindset, how to improve our relationship with ourselves and our bodies so that we can feel inspired to take the actions that we already know how to take to get real long-lasting results in our life. It's not enough to just do. We've got to learn how to think and we've got to learn how to feel again in order to get the results that we want in our life. So how did I do that for me? Learning this think, feel, do cycle transformed my life in ways I could have never imagined because it was a tool that finally taught me how to approach creating a healthy lifestyle in an entirely new way, a way that finally worked and it had very little to do with what I ate and how I moved my body. Yes, those things were important. Of course they were. But friend, I bet you already know how to do those things. The problem is that you're not taking action. The problem is, is that you are thinking crappy thoughts that are making you feel in a way that is having you give up over and over and over again. So I'm going to show you how I was able to use the think, feel, do cycle to really create new results in my life. So when it comes to changing that think, feel, do cycle, the circumstance remains the same, okay? The circumstance was I weighed 285 pounds. Now remember, this is a neutral circumstance. It's just a fact of the world. It's just numbers on a screen of a scale. Those numbers cannot affect us until we have a thought about it. And what I want you to know is that your thoughts are a choice, a choice that you get to make. So if that was my circumstance, if weighing 285 pounds was my circumstance and my old crappy thoughts were not giving me the results that I wanted, I knew I needed to change the way that I thought about myself and my body. 
And so I had to learn how to think differently about that circumstance. And what that looked like for me was really starting by rooting myself in gratitude and being able to look in the mirror and say, okay, I weigh 285 pounds. Sure, I might not love the way I I look and feel right now, but I am grateful for an able body that can move, that got me out of bed this morning. I'm grateful for these strong arms that allow me to embrace the people that I love, that allow me to pick up my sweet, beautiful nieces. I'm grateful for these strong legs that allow me to travel the world and chase my dreams. And I know deep in my heart of hearts that my weight does not determine my worth. And that in this body right now, just as I am, without changing a single thing, without losing a single pound, I have so much to already be grateful for. Now, thinking those thoughts, how do you imagine that those thoughts made me feel? They made me feel grateful. They made me feel hopeful even, worthy, loved, as if, you know what? I already have so much going on for me. I already have so much to be grateful for. And from that place, being rooted in gratitude, finally finding hope, appreciation, and love for myself as I was, what were the actions that I took? I finally felt inspired to care for my body in the way that it deserves because I was speaking to myself better. I was speaking to my body body better. I was inspired to honor this body that I was so grateful for with nourishment and movement and show up for myself when I said I would. I was feeling worthy and loved and I finally started doing and taking actions from that place of love rather than that place of shame and judgment. And the result, I finally learned how to establish healthy, loving habits for myself, my body, my mind, my soul, rather than punishing myself over and over and over again. It was the same circumstance. I got on a scale and I weighed 285 pounds, but it was learning how to change my thinking about that circumstance, change how I thought about my body that made me feel the way I needed to feel to take the actions that I already knew I needed to take. I knew how to eat healthy, right? I mean, I had done enough diets in my life that I knew how to know what foods are healthy and what foods are not healthy. I knew how foods felt in my body. I knew how to move my body. I knew how to exercise. I knew how to get outside. The problem was I kept giving up on myself because I was rooted in these defeating thoughts. And by changing those thoughts, I changed everything. I changed the way that I think I changed the way that I felt and I changed the way I showed up for myself to finally create these lasting results in my life. Now, my result was, yes, I established these healthy, loving habits that I no longer wanted to escape from. It was pursuing health in this loving way rather than pursuing it in this shameful, punishing way. And y'all, I lost over a hundred pounds, but that's not even the point. Yeah, I finally got the results I was after, which was 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 weight loss. But really what I did was I rebuilt my relationship with myself and I started treating myself in a way that I deserved. And a part of that story for me happened to be weight loss. This stuff is life-changing, y'all. I've seen it in my life in a really big way. But I want to give you another example that isn't about weight loss because I want you to know that this think you'll do cycle doesn't just apply to your, your health journey, but this applies to every aspect of our lives. Now, when I started my health journey in October of 2018, around the same time, I also happened to start my entrepreneur journey. 
And I don't think that that was by accident. And what I've learned along the way is that my health journey was really all about mindset at its core. And what I also know to be true too was that my entrepreneurship journey was also and continues to be all about mindset in its core. So here's another example for you. The next example that I want to share for my own life is me starting a business, okay? So the circumstance was I didn't have a business, right? That's not good or bad or or anything else, right? It's just a neutral circumstance. It was a fact of the world. I didn't have a business of my own. Now, I I knew deep in my in my heart that eventually I wanted to have the time and financial freedom to pursue the things I wanted to on my own time, right? I had this dream of like, hmm, I wonder if I could start a business someday. And I thought about it for a really long time, but the circumstance of not having a business, the way I thought about me not having a business wasn't always the best, right? I had a lot of self-doubt. The way that I thought about myself starting a business was, I'm I'm not qualified to do that. I don't have the credentials. I'm not smart enough to do this. Who am I to think that I could start a business, be an entrepreneur? I don't even know anything about taxes or accounting or 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 legal stuff. Like, I just, I don't think I can do it. Who am I to do that? And those thoughts about myself and my ability to start a business made me feel like a fraud. It made me feel dumb. It made me feel hopeless and discouraged and like what what is even the point that just it felt like this silly pipe dream. And because I felt dumb, hopeless, discouraged, unqualified, you know what my actions were? I put those dreams that were whispering to me on the back burner. I shoved them down and just continued wishing off in the distance and instead just living vicariously through others that I saw doing incredible things, creating businesses from scratch and pursuing their dreams, thinking that would be so cool, but I'm not smart enough to do that. And so I just continued watching, wishing, hoping, and staying stuck and still. And I remained an employee. That was my result. I never became, I didn't become a business owner and I just remained an employee feeling unsatisfied, knowing that I just, there's something more that I want for myself. So when it came to finally deciding to start a business, I I knew that I had to change my thinking around that, right? The circumstance was the same. I don't have a business, but this is how I could use the think, feel, do cycle to really help me create the results I wanted to become a business owner like I am today. So my circumstance was I don't have a business, right? nothing, got nothing going for me. And the way I decided to think about it, instead of focusing on not being qualified, not being good enough, not being smart enough was saying, you know what? No business owner knows what they're doing at the beginning. You know, if, if she's doing it, if he's doing it, then all that is is evidence to me that it can be done. Other people are succeeding. That doesn't mean there's less space for me. It's just showing me that, look, it's it's proven that it can it can happen. Look at these other people accomplishing it and building this these businesses. If it's possible for them, it must be possible for me too. I'm allowed to be a beginner. I'm allowed to learn along the way. I don't have to have all the answers at the beginning. I don't even need the credentials, right? I can be a self-starter and I can learn what I need to know online or or seeking the resources that I need. I don't need to have an MBA have a piece of paper in order to be qualified. There's tons of people out there in the world that are starting businesses without even a a high school degree or a college degree. If they can do it, 
I can do it too. And by thinking that and focusing on the possibility, it made me feel hopeful. It made me feel like, hey, maybe there's a chance. It made me feel excited. Honestly, it made me feel excited about the possibilities. And with that excitement, I finally started doing the actions I needed to do, the actions I needed to take in order to create this business and make it possible. And you know where I started? Where every good new entrepreneur does on Google. I Googled everything. I Googled everything. How to start a business. What do I need to do to start a business? How to register a business? How do I establish an LLC? And I asked for help. I asked other people that were doing it, how they got involved. What were their first steps? What did they learn along the way? What do I need to do? And I became an avid learner. I binged all of the business podcasts. I soaked up everything that I could and I started taking actions to make it happen. And you know what my results were? Now it took a lot of time and a lot of learning and a lot of trial and a lot of error and lots of pivoting along the way. But now today where I'm standing, I am a self-employed business owner, CEO, pursuing a career that I am more passionate about than ever. I have created, I have turned that dream into a reality for myself. And it's not just because of the actions. We know the actions, right? We can Google how to do anything on the internet, but the root of how we show up, whether we show up is rooted in how we are thinking about ourselves, how we are thinking about those circumstances. And that is what changes everything. We're going to take a quick break and we'll pop back in to talk a little bit more about how you can start using the think, feel, do cycle in your own life. Hey there, friends. I just wanted to pop in really quick and see if you're looking to ignite your transformation for creating a healthier life that you love from the inside out. If so, I've got some good news. If you're willing to give me 10 minutes a day for just five days, I just recently launched my new five-day kickstart. In five days, you're going to learn my signature coaching framework, helping hundreds of women around the world ditch diet culture. I'm also going to share the five action steps that you need to start doing right now to ignite that health transformation. And they're likely not what you've been taught from diet programs. And I'm also going to be giving you strategies to create lasting change in your life from the inside out. And the good news, friends, it's 100% free. If you're ready to join the free five-day kickstart, visit coachkaya.com to get started. All right, let's dive back in. Now, we talked about how the Think, Feel, Do cycle works, and I gave you a few examples, but there's a few things that are really important that I really want to highlight here, okay? And the first most important thing that I want you to realize is that just because you have a thought doesn't mean you have to believe it. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean you have to believe it. Now, maybe some of you are like, well, well, duh, everybody knows that. But I didn't know that for a really long time. I didn't, it never occurred to me that my thoughts weren't true and my thoughts weren't even necessarily a direct reflection of me. Like, <laughs> this is so silly, but have you ever been like, I don't know, walking through the grocery store or doing something and you see someone or, or you notice something and you have like some terrible, maybe morbid thought run through your brain, like something awful. 
And you think to yourself, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I just thought that. Thank goodness nobody can read minds because they would all think that I'm a psychopath. I can't believe that thought came up about me. And then you start spiraling thinking, what does this say about me? Am I secretly a psychopath? Like, do I have crazy tendencies inside of me? And we start overthinking these random thoughts that pop into our mind instead of just recognizing that we are not our thoughts, right? And just because we have a thought doesn't mean we have to believe it. Just because we have a thought doesn't mean that anything is true about who we are and what we actually believe. It's just a simple thought. We can notice it and walk right on by without giving it any of our time or energy. I want you to think about it kind of like um, someone had described it to me once. Imagine, like think about the movie Nemo. Remember when they were in that like minefield, there's all these like floating mines in in the ocean and they're like weaving in and out. And if you touch one of the mines, it explodes, right? They're dangerous, okay? So you try to avoid them. I want you to imagine that you are like this fish, okay? And you're in the ocean and you're swimming through this minefield. And I want you to imagine that all of these, these, these thoughts, these negative thoughts, these thoughts that don't serve you are these minds, okay? And if you're, if you're going through the ocean, you don't have to touch every single one of those because when you do, they're going to explode in a bad way. You're going to get hurt. It's dangerous. So instead, you are allowed to just swim through this minefield, noticing them, being aware that they're there, but not giving them any of your time or energy or touching them, just noticing they're there and swimming right on by, okay? Just because you have a thought doesn't mean you have to believe it. And just because you have a thought doesn't mean anything about you. Regardless of our circumstances in our life, okay, and I know that we all have different circumstances, and I don't want to, you know, diminish the impact that our circumstances can have on us, right? There are certain people that don't have access to certain resources or things or, you know, all of our circumstances look entirely different. And there are circumstances that are completely out of your control, okay? But regardless of your circumstances, you always have a choice. And I know it doesn't always feel like this, but you do. You have a choice in what you do, the actions that you take. But most importantly, I want you to recognize that you always have a choice in how you think about those circumstances. And you can continue to play victim to those circumstances and create this this narrative in your mind and thinking about all the ways that you are a victim to those circumstances, or you can choose to think differently. For a long time, I played victim to my circumstance of weighing 285 pounds. I felt like a victim to my genetics, like I was dealt this bad genetic hand. I played a victim to my job as if I didn't have the time or or money to invest in the resources that I needed. I played a victim to my partner because he wouldn't hop on the dieting bandwagon with me. I played a victim in a big way. And all of my thinking, my victim mentality, not taking ownership of my own choices, I was giving away all my power to all of these thoughts that made me feel like a hopeless victim. And it wasn't until I stopped and took ownership of the fact that I get to make my own choices, not just in what I do, but in how I think that things really started changing. What I want you to know is that our thinking is habitual, right? It's not just actions that can become habits, but also our thinking patterns can become habitual. And because it's a habit, these thought patterns are going to continue unless we intentionally disrupt them and change them. Our thoughts really feel true to us, often because we've just believed them for so long. We believe them for so long that they feel true, even if those thoughts aren't actually a truth. They just feel that way. 
So I really want us to get compassionately curious and open to questioning those thoughts. I want you to be quick to question your thoughts and slow to believe them. Be quick to question your thoughts and slow to believe them. Be curious about them, compassionately curious, not judgmental, but just curious about what thoughts you have, where those thoughts are coming from, why you think those thoughts, how those thoughts make you feel, and how they're impacting your life. And if you can be more aware and compassionately curious about them, it will give you more power in your mindset than you've ever had before. I want you to just take a look at your thoughts and ask yourself, are these thoughts true or do they just feel true? Is there something else I can think and believe instead? By tuning into this think, feel, do cycle and having more awareness around our thinking, we can better manage our minds and train our brains to serve us better, right? Because if our thoughts are habits, we can always establish new habits. But this is arguably the hardest and most important aspect of our health journeys and really any journey. It's the mindset work. And what I want you to know is that just like with any habit that you're trying to establish, just like with any work that you're trying to do on yourself, it's going to take time and it's going to take practice. So I want you to be compassionately curious, but I also really want you to be patient with yourself, okay? We can practice this awareness, understand how the think, feel, do cycle works and affects us in our lives. But in order to undo this or utilize it in a way that serves us, it's going to take practice, okay? So what next? Where do we go from here? And how can we start using this think, feel, do cycle in our own lives? Well, let's put this into practice and see how you can use this tool starting right now to gain some awareness around your own thinking and thought patterns. So what I want you to do either right now or later when you got some time, I want you to grab a notebook, a journal, or even just open a note in your phone. And I want you to get compassionately curious about your thoughts and your circumstances. Now at the top of the page, I just want you to write down your current circumstance, whatever that is. Maybe if you're someone that is wanting to get healthy and lose weight, maybe the circumstance is your weight. If you're someone that's wanting to start a business, maybe that's your circumstance, but it could be anything in your life. Write down your circumstance at the top of the page. Now, what do you think about that circumstance? Write down any thoughts that come up for you without filtering them or judging them. Just write them down. Then ask yourself, how do those thoughts make me feel? Next to those thoughts that you just wrote down, write down any emotions or feelings that come up for you stemming from those thoughts. Next, look at those emotions and say, you know, when I feel that way, what do I typically do? Note any actions or behaviors that you tend to do when you're feeling that way. And then ask yourself, what results do those actions or behaviors create in my life? When you do those actions, what happens? And finally ask yourself, am I happy with those results? If the answer is yes, keep doing what you're doing. You're on a great track. But if the answer is no, what I want you to do is try reverse engineering your thoughts in a way. I want you to ask yourself, what results do I want in my life? Write it down. Whatever the goal or dream is that you have on your heart, write it down. 
Then I want you to ask yourself, what actions do I need to take in order to create those results? What are some of the steps that I need to take in order to get there and accomplish this dream or goal that I have? Once you write down some of those steps and actions, and you don't have to have all the answers here, right? But I would venture to guess that you know at least something that you could do in order to to bring that to life. I want you to ask yourself, okay, well, how will I need to feel in order to show up and take those actions? In order to show up in a way to achieve that or to take those actions, how will I need to feel? Will I need to feel inspired, determined, hopeful? Whatever those feelings are, write them down. Now ask yourself, what thoughts can I practice thinking and believing about my current circumstances that could make me feel that way, that could make me feel the way I need to feel in order to take the actions I need to take in order to get the results that I want? Is there a way that you can rethink your current situation to create those feelings or emotions within your body? Write down those thoughts. Then, once you have those thoughts mapped out and brainstormed, it's time to practice them. Yes, really. I want you to practice thinking and believing those thoughts that you just wrote down. Write it down in your journal. Write it down on a sticky note and put it on your mirror or on the dashboard of your vehicle, somewhere where you can see it all the time, somewhere where you can bring your awareness to it and really practice thinking those thoughts with intention. In order to change your mindset, you have to create this new thought habit and undo the old ones. And I want to remind you that it will take intentional practice kind of like strengthening a muscle, but this is a mental muscle, a mindset muscle, a thought muscle. In our community, we call it thought work. And trust me, it takes some work. We call it thought work for a reason. It's arguably the hardest, but most important work that there is to be done on this journey, whatever journey, whatever mountain it is that you're climbing. But I am confident. I'm confident that if you can practice more awareness and mindfulness, around your mindset and your thinking, it can absolutely transform your life. I know that was true for me at least. So give this a try. Try implementing the think, feel, do cycle and let me know how it works for you. I hope that it can be as life-changing of a tool for you as it was for me. And in the meantime, friend, I am cheering for you and I am sending you all my love. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.